Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Yeah, welcome to oh, episode four of Moving the Chains. Jamie Soward in the driver's seat again tonight. Boys, uh, episode four, we're still going. Thanks to our friends at topsport.com.au. Make sure you log on and join today for the best odds in Australia. Please gamble responsibly and have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, let's welcome the boys to the panel on tonight's show. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Dak Prescott and what's going on with the Cowboys. Will they ever get the deal done? Uh, how will these amazing, amazing sports people over there in America play with no crowds? We'll get a little bit of insight from Chad Townsend about how that is all going to unfold. And, of course, your fan questions. And tonight, our top sport .com.au, AFC East market, uh, the odds there and the under-overs, uh, an interesting one uh, for Jets and Miami fans, so stay tuned. But as I say, what's on tonight's show, I welcome the boys in, Chad Townsend, getting ready, 16 days to go. How are you feeling? Yes, Howie, good. Uh, feeling good, mate. It's good to be back at training and around the boys um, and plenty happening on the NFL scene, as you mentioned. Um, can't wait to get rip, you know, rip into it. Yeah, you've ripped into that moustache and uh, beard as well. You've uh, you've gotten back to the old Chad Townsend. <laughs> I'm back to normal. Winning. I'm back to normal. The, the pre- yeah, it's a shame that Baker Mayfield jersey is still sitting in the background. Uh, Coach, you've had a, you've had a fresh haircut, or you just washed your hair and it's just falling out. Uh, it could be any of the above, actually. Um, funnily enough, I tried to cut my own hair this week with a new shave that I've got. Thought it was going to do the job. Got about halfway through and realised that I absolutely botched it and had to go to the shops uh, and get it fixed up. Thankfully, the hairdressers are still open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, mate, you just you should have just washed your hair because it would have fallen out. It's that thin on top. Uh, and uh, look, uh, he's got a microphone. He's got a brand new microphone. We're definitely going to be able to hear him this week. Plenty of insights from the Las Vegas Raiders fans. Nick Davis, what's going on, Dickie? No, not a lot, man. Just getting ready for you know footy to come back. It's been a good week. Plenty of good positive vibes around town. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it indeed. 16 days away, that NRL. We'll get into that a little bit later with Chad. But, uh, Chad, let's start with the Cowboys as we do most weeks at the moment. Dak Prescott still unsigned by the Dallas Cowboys. Andy Dalton is there as the backup. But it seems to be unfolding more and more, and it's leading sports talk over in America. Can we see this coming to an end anytime soon, or are we just going to let this play out and there's still plenty of time if you're, if you're the Joneses? Yeah, look, for me, that there's plenty of time. And I think, you know, the season's still a long way away. But I think, you know, the, the MVP candidates just came out and Dak's sitting third in the, you know, in the race for the betting for the MVP. So there's no doubt that Dak is an unprecedented talent. He's, he's the, the QB one. He's the number one guy there in Dallas. But they're unable to come to terms with an agreement at this stage. You know, what the reason is, I'm not quite sure. Obviously, I'm... I imagine Dak wants to get paid and he will get paid. And to leave the Cowboys is a massive call. America's team, Jerry Jones runs runs the organization so well. Um, But as we mentioned at the top of the show, the Cowboys have signed Andy Dalton. And from what I'm hearing, Andy Dalton wasn't signed to put pressure on Dak Prescott, you know, to, to compete with the starting job. Dak is their guy and he's there to be a backup. So, um, you know, if Dak chooses to sit out, then they've got a ready replacement in Andy Dalton. But this is going to be something that I guess a lot of NFL fans will be keeping a close eye on. 
Yeah, Copes, it's funny, isn't it? Because we never see the, the rich deals that we look at the Rams, we look at uh, Philly, I guess, to a certain extent with Wentz. They pay their quarterback uh, the, if they haven't won yet, and they never seem to get the right amount of help around them to be able to win a championship. Russell Wilson, uh, cheap quarterback, they win. They probably should have won two with that defense. Uh, they pay him. Now they just haven't got the uh, amount of weapons around him to be able to be successful in the growing NFL. Yeah, look, I totally agree. And I, I, I take Chad's point and I've seen so much news about this in the last couple of weeks. Um, the thing that I keep seeing is Dak's not afraid to bet on himself. Uh, no matter what this looks like, if it's a franchise tag, um, if it's a holdout, or if it's signing a deal that's slightly less than what he initially planned on, but it's team friendly, uh, and he's looking at a super potential Super Bowl run with that roster around him. So, look, what I know is that he's going to take the field sometime and he's going to be elite when he does. And I'd like to think that Jerry Jones is going to make it happen. Uh, he seems to always get what he wants, uh, apart from a playoff berth last year, mind you. But, uh, Dickie, does, does he really want Dak Prescott? I mean, I know that he wants him to be the quarterback, but maybe not at a certain price because you look at the last two deals that Tony Romo did, they were done. He didn't have to wait at all. They were done in the, in the kit bag and, and ready to go for the season. Dak's being made, uh, being made to wait after more productive seasons than Tony Romo, arguably. Yeah, look, it might be a Cowboys thing recently. Look, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott went through the same thing. Um, and the thing that sort of muddied the waters was the Andy Dalton signing. I think everyone was sort of understanding, well, this will get done, this will be sweet. And then as soon as uh, Jerry Jones comes in and brings in Andy Dalton, that really muddied the waters around it. Uh, we said it last week. I said, I think you'll stay. I think you'll get paid. Uh, he might not get paid at his level, but... As I said last week, if you stand there, you've got Elliott standing next year. You look out to your left, you've got Amari Cooper to throw the ball to. You look out to the right, you've got C.D. Lamb to throw the ball to. Uh, you can get paid some pretty good money to look at those guys and then hand them the ball. So I think he stays. Chad, we've spoken about this many a times privately uh, off air, but it seems to me my opinion on, on the Cowboys and Jerry Jones is he's a smart businessman and he knows how to stay relevant in the quiet time of year. And, he probably is always going to pay Dak Prescott. I think that this is a stalling tactic on his behalf to stay relevant in the news without having to spend any money. And they're always going to be talked about the Dallas Cowboys. But Jerry Jones, whether he comments after a game about how his team played, whether he has the coach who he's about to hire sleep over at his house the night before he hires him, he always finds a way to stay relevant. Is this another tactic, potentially, just to get some more uh, Dallas Cowboys star on your TV until the season rolls around because they are probably the most expensive brand in the world. Yeah, you, you know, there's no doubts about that, Siawi. They are the most um, outstanding brand in the National Football League. They're America's team. Jerry Jones is probably the smartest operator in the NFL. He's, you know, he basically runs the league. He's got so much say. You know, I just saw the, the Cowboys schedule when it came out and the games that he wanted, you know, he got. He helped build the LA Rams stadium. He started the, the, the season in LA where they've got a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans. But I, I think this is a ploy by Jerry. You know, he wants to make sure that he gets a deal, that he pays Dak the amount that the Cowboys see fit. And when this deal gets done, I'm sure that Jerry Jones will be ha a happy man. Uh, we'll just quickly go around to wrap this up, boys. Uh, Amari Cooper, for, for four years, uh, five years, 20 mil a year. Copes, just a one-word answer. Overpaid, yes or no? No. 
Dickie? Yes. Chad? No. Uh, we'll throw that up on Twitter. Was Amari Cooper overpaid with that contract now that they maybe have to struggle to uh, get the right amount of money for Dak? Make sure you go on at Moving the Chains on Twitter for all the Twitter questions. Uh, of course, we will be throwing them up through the year. And your fan questions as well. We'll get a li- little bit later in the show. Boys, I want to talk about uh, something that's going on worldwide. And we're probably... Um, I guess we're going to see the first uh, games again in 16 days of the NRL with no crowds. And how are these amazing sports people, especially the showmen that uh, they are in the NFL, how are they going to be able to cope with no fans? Because all of us have played in front of big crowds and been in high-pressure moments. And I have no doubt in saying that you feed off those moments, you feed off the crowd, maybe when it's going against you, maybe when you're on top to be able to put the foot down. And I'll start with you. Uh, Chad, you're in 16 days. You're going back to empty arenas. How would someone like uh, an Aaron Rodgers or you know, Tom Brady, these elite guys, how are they going to go playing, and what can they expect playing in front of no crowd? Yeah, look, it's definitely a, you know, a weird feeling to be honest. You know, having played in round two with no crowds, there's no atmosphere. You can hear basically everything. I'm sure if guys are watching on TV, they can hear the players talking, calling plays. Uh, you know, basically yahooing, you know, swearing. You've got to create your own vibe, to be honest. And I think these NFL players are going to probably get a bit of the same shock because these guys obviously play in much bigger stadiums. You know, in uh, states where there's only one or max two teams per city. So, um, yeah, they, these guys, these athletes, uh, you know, they're not shy. They're not going to, you know, step back. They're going to be out there putting on a show. That's what they do over in America. They're showmen. They're Larry. And we as fans, we love it. So I think we'll see plenty more celebrations and, and things like that. You know, you see a lot of the NFL players, um, you know, putting things out to the nurses and covering, you know, the back of their names on the jerseys and putting their nurses' names on there. So, uh, you know, they've got no doubt they'll be making the most of the situation. Now, Copes, uh, the Sheffield Shields had COVID uh, virus restrictions for the last 10 years. They haven't had a crowd <laughs> bigger than probably 20 to 25 people. Uh, so you've already been adjusting for that. So um, how have you guys been able to handle playing in front of no one for the last 10 years? Yeah, I've been telling everyone I've been the best bowler in the world for 10 years. There's no one's seen it. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, that's the way it is. But look, you know, I think Chad was just talking about it there. The thing that I think they might struggle with is the fact that they are showmen. They are Larry. They are out there and they're built on egos. Now, can you imagine uh, Jamal Adams you know, in the back just like making a sack coming up from the defensive line, reading the play beautifully, getting through that line and sacking the quarterback from the safety position and then giving it the, like this one to the crowd and there's no one there. Like, you know, that's going to maybe take away just that little 1% or 2% edge. And as we all know, as athletes, that can often be the difference between uh, a successful play or, you know, leaving yourself a little stranded. So that's the thing I'm really interested in is, uh, you know, for example, round one, Breeze v. Brady in the Superdome would be one of the all-time contests, could still be that, but with no crowd, is it going to be remembered for that? Maybe not. Yeah, it's going to definitely be interesting. It's it's hard to believe that Breeze and Brady are going to be in the same division and so good for for Saints fans, I guess, because we get to see Brady (laughs) if you're there, but maybe not so good. Nick Davis, you've had a little bit of experience training with the Roosters and your kicking role and stuff like that and the Swans. Now, preparing for a game with no crowd, it puts a lot of onus on the preparation on the player. But 
I can see the NFL allowing maybe 200, 250. You may still have a thousand people total in terms of production and all that kind of stuff. So maybe uh, they do come up with a way with the atmosphere and to be able to create a little bit for the players and for the support staff. Yeah, we probably saw a little bit of it in the NBL final series here. But some of the big things with the home field advantage over there, you go to Arrowhead Stadium and you're the offensive team, the away team playing there. You can't hear the quarterback. But yeah. now the, the audible is going to be really fascinating. We heard it a lot in, in the rugby league, how much actually comes on the microphones. The thing I'm looking forward to is potentially being able to hear these guys on the field, the quarterbacks calling audibles and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, you've got a packed arrowhead, you can't hear a thing. So there's that. And then there's also going to be the guys who do the Lambo leap or the jump into the back hole, black hole of the Raiders and you're just going to end up landing flat on your ass. So there ain't going to be no one to jump into. So, But it's probably just going to be um, the ability to be able to really hear what's going on um, and the amount of you know, voice and vocals that are, that are going on in that field. Chad, does it make the game easier not having the crowd there in terms of uh, communication with your teammates, but also a, a lot of teams run the same thing? Yeah, there's just all different names. Is it is it better as a defender for you in your role to be able to understand what they're trying to do and what they're trying to look at? Look, I definitely think it makes things like communication a lot easier when you're talking to your teammates and trying to get you know things like calls and as Dickie just mentioned, audibles and trying to get it out to your teammates and changing calls and things like that. That's definitely easier with no crowd. But the thing that's not is the atmosphere. And like Cope said, you know, playing in front of a big atmosphere, it gives you that, you know, that buzz, that extra one to two percent where you just want to play there's big moments. And when you don't have that atmosphere, the sort of vibe, it's dropped a little bit. And that's where I, where I go back to my first point where these players, you have to make your own vibe. So by that, I mean, it's up to the players to bounce off each other, um, you know, Yahoo, carry on, you know, do all that sort of stuff to each other. They'll still yeah, find well, the cameras. Think... They'll still find the cameras. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I was going to say, you'd think uh, with, with Chad's explanation that Baker Mayfield would have no reason not to miss uh, Odell Beckham Jr. or Jarvis Landry this year like he did last year so many times. But uh, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> Boys, the NFL, uh, the NFL schedule came out this week and we all picked our best games uh, that we've got an eye on. Of course, uh, we, we all go. I'll go for the Saints. Chad goes for the Browns. The 49ers is Copes' team and the Las Vegas Raiders. And we've got something special coming up for you Raiders fans in the next week or two. So stay tuned. But, uh, boys, we went through and we picked our uh, our special games of the year. Now, in, in the WhatsApp group, I said to the boys, can you please just text me back what week <laughs> your game is? And uh, no hair Copes, uh, Coco, uh, he's text back, what do you mean? I said, mate, what week does your team play what week is it and he goes mate it's a big week for both of them i said you're an idiot you're an idiot i meant what week like week one week two we've got that american terminology um shad towns do you want to read that again yeah (laughs) do you want to restart or do do you want to read it again do you want to Uh, read that again (laughs) no i don't i don't uh chad let's start with you week one browns v ravens yeah, look, that's a massive. It's a massive game for us. We start our game, start our season against the Ravens, who have the reigning MVP Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, and also a division rivalry. So, for us, you know, there's so much hype around the Browns. Obviously, with Baker, uh, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, we've just got Austin Hooper. You know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You know, we've got an offense that is more than capable of making a, a good run at this um, 2020 season. So. 
starting week one against the Ravens, it's going to be a big test. And if we can get off to a good start against the Ravens um, and Baker Mayfield can show up Lamar Jackson, it's going to set us in, in good stead for a good year. Is it potentially, Chad, a danger, a danger game if the Ravens come out and, and wallop the Browns? That could be here we go again. 100%. It's going to be straight back into the old stuff. The Browns haven't changed. We've got a new coach. Um, nothing's changed. The, the attitude hasn't changed. The culture hasn't changed. It's the same old Browns. And that's why I think it's the most important game for us. If we get a good start, it's going to silence a few people. And then we can just get on with our season, get on with our stuff. Yeah, Copes, uh, finally, when you did answer my question, week one for you, Niners-Cardinals. Uh, huge week for both of them, as you said, as you stated. I feel like I was talking to Booger McFarlane. You were stating the obvious there. Uh, <laughs> uh, week one, it's a, an early test for the Niners to see how they get out of that Super Bowl hangover. I don't think a Super Bowl a loser has gone back to the, the Super Bowl the next year and won. Yeah, well, records are made to be broken, aren't they, Sally? Um, this one is a concerning one for me. I've... I mean, I love watching uh, DeAndre Hopkins with Deshaun Watson. Uh, they were immense. He's arguably one of the best, if not the best, young receiver in the NFL. Uh, it worries me that he is now in division with my 49ers alongside last year's number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. Uh, we saw Cliff Kingsbury during the draft sitting back in his mansion uh, in the desert there. I think they've uh, really well orchestrated their offseason Simmons in the first round of the draft, the top 10, he looks like a real stud uh, on their defensive side of the ball. So, look, that worries me, playing against them twice in one season in division uh, to go with the other teams in that division. It starts to worry me a little bit for the playoff picture. So, look, round one, it's going to be a really good test, uh, but I'm, I'm confident in Jimmy G and the boys to get it done. How much does Jimmy G have to lift his game if they are to go back to the, to the promised land this year? I think hugely. Uh, in, in short, last year, I think they probably caught a few teams off guard. With him coming back from injury, I don't think anyone expected him to uh, be able to carry a team to a Super Bowl. But what a lot of teams didn't do is plan well for Shanahan offences, uh, running back built systems and how bloody good that D-line would be. So teams have now had, and this is one of the main reasons why teams don't often go back to back. Uh, after you've lost in the Super Bowl, it's because teams know what you are. And largely, we stayed very much the same in terms of team makeup. The challenge here now is for Shanahan to come up with different schemes, or if he's going to keep going with these gadget plays, getting guys like Debo Samuel involved, it's going to be with uh, defences knowing that it's coming. Yeah, Nick Davis, your team moves out to Vegas. Brand new stadium. Jeez, it looks absolutely sensational, the pictures that we are getting. You picked out two. Uh, you had week two versus my Saints at Vegas, which is the first game uh, in the new stadium. And then week seven, when uh, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady come to town. Yeah, look, week two is probably um, a, a fairly obvious one. Uh, getting the first uh, home game there at the new stadium uh, on Monday Night Football against the Saints. You know, high-powered offense coming out. And look, hopefully... Um, Look, if crowds are there, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if we've crowds get into what the mix is going to be, how many of the of the faithful are going to, you know, travel out, how many of the black hole are going to get there, what sort of vibe it's going to be uh, for a Raiders home game. So it's really important that um, the Raiders can start this this new journey, this new Las Vegas venture off on the right foot. Um, it's, a, it's a stiff, you know, opposition against the Saints for your first home game. So uh, really looking forward to that. And then you get Tom Brady coming out in, in week seven. 
uh, another one of the prime time, a Sunday night footy game. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of really good quarterbacks that come to Vegas to play footy this year. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be a really good time out there. And probably, yeah, week two is the, the number one uh, for me at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be some sort of scene, boys, when you see the black hole. Hopefully, we're back to normal because it'll be an eerie sight seeing a brand new stadium like that with no one in it. But, geez, it's going to be absolutely rocking once they finally get it. We might have to make our way over there, a little business trip. Maybe topsport.com.au can sponsor us and uh, get us over there at the end of the year. Uh, My one was uh, pretty pretty much because I wanted to pick on Copes tonight. Uh, Week 10, Saints (laughs) v 49ers. The game last year had a million points in it. It was to and fro. It was exciting. Uh, Big, big uh, plus for all fantasy owners and all that kind of stuff. So I pretty much just picked week week 10. And I'm going to say Copes will have a case on that one, mate. Uh, just to oh, make right. it a little bit interesting. So, week <laughs> yes. 10, Saints v 49ers. The sledging has started between Stoward and Copeland. And uh, my Saints <laughs> take on. on the 49ers. Uh, boys, let's get into topsport.com.au, our proud sponsor of Moving the Chains. This week, we're looking at the AFC East market. And the boys have got the odds up there. The Patriots at $2.23. Bills at $2.30. This is to win the division. And then the Jets, $8. Miami, $8.50. Uh, Chad, we spoke about it last week. Riding off the Patriots, it's, it's, you brought your own, you know, you're at your own peril there. But $2.23, it's probably the longest they've been in a while. Yeah, well, that's obviously the reason you know, they've lost arguably the greatest player of all time in Tom Brady. But what they still do have is, is a very good defense. And they've got the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. Last year, the Patriots' defense was dominant. And if you had the Patriots' defense in fantasy, you would know they were absolute you know, machines. The amount of points that they created were better than some of first-round running backs were getting. So you know, it, it was an amazing thing to watch. That obviously helped Tom Brady, and Tom Brady did the rest. But... Um, like I said, you can't write the Patriots off with a coach that they've got. Their defense is still a very good defense. But for me, you know, I really like the Bills. I think they're building. Um, I like Josh Allen. I think he's been improving. Um, you know, and I think they're the big movers in uh, in this division. Yeah, Copes, the Bills, $2.30 win that division. Josh Allen last year did enough in the right moments. Their defense was great also. So um, do they make the step up and start to dominate this division now? Does Bill Belichick struggle without... Tom Brady, or is it just same old Patriots? Uh, I, I definitely don't think it's same old Patriots. Um, I, the Bills were arguably the second best defense in the league outside of the Patriots last year. Um, and the one thing that I, it, I would be excited if I was a fan about is the fact that it arguably got better. They got Stefan Diggs in there on the outside. Uh, Josh Allen's accuracy is the one big thing that they're going to need to fix. Um, but he will feel settled. He will uh, feel comfortable in his own skin in the NFL now and start to be able to express himself. And maybe, hey, the crowds not being there might be one of those things that uh, inaccurate quarterbacks might come to the forefront there uh, with a little less pressure. And when they make bad throws, uh, crowd not booing them and things like that. Um, Zach Moss is an underrated one to watch out for. Uh, that young fellow they drafted, the running back, um, I think it was in the second round, maybe the early third round, but he and Devin Singletary, along with that defense uh, and Stefan Diggs coming in, I'd be excited if I was a Bills fan. One to watch out for in Miami. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think Tua, when he starts, if he does start, how his health is, um, along with Jordan Howard and Matt Breeder uh, and a few others. 
Yeah, Miami, uh, they're $8.50. They're the rank outsiders of that. But Nick Davis, uh, topsport.com.au, what they've done is they've done the unders-overs for all the teams. So you can get on there and have a look. And we will uh, dive into that probably, I guess, with about maybe six weeks to go, boys. We might do a whole episode where we pick our unders and overs for the season once everything dies down. But what they've done is a head-to-head between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. $2 for the Dolphins to have more wins than the Jets this year. Can I get you interested in that? Yeah, look, I'd I'd be pretty keen to take the short odds here, the Jets. I think Sam Darnold um, is going to get a a really good opportunity here to get a few more wins on the board. The Dolphins, um, look, it could could be shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic here for the Dolphins. They're bringing in all these guys, but they're just putting them on a a ship that's been sinking for a a little while. Uh, You've got another quarterback um, situation there. When does Tua uh, start? But I reckon if... If the word comes out of camp that that tour is healthy and he's taking snaps and he's and he's leading the way, uh, you'll see that two dollars for the Dolphins start to shorten a little bit. But I'll be pretty confident in, in the Jets here. But just on a side note for this, uh, the Patriots have won this conference eleven straight times, and this time last year they were a dollar fifty. So it's um, it, it's a, it's now a wide open uh, conference, and probably the Bills one to um, to lose. Yeah, make sure you go on to topsport.com.au for all the best odds in the game and sponsors of Moving the Chains podcast. Last week, boys, just to wrap up uh, before we go, we've got some fan questions coming through. Uh, last week was outstanding. With the real depth and knowledge of some of our uh, listeners really surprised, probably not only myself, but our, uh, all of us boys uh, ahead of uh, some of the questions that came in. Just excuse me for one second. You're right there, buddy. <laughs> Our host has just had a big cough. <laughs> you right That's there, son? Sorry, boys. Sorry. Uh, here we go. Uh, I can usually press pause. Uh, let's get straight into our fan questions. Uh, Jerry Zabrunik, which is uh, wheel and underscore book. The past few seasons, there has been a minimum of four playoff teams uh, to, the play- to the previous year. Pick four surprise franchises to make the playoffs this season. Chad Townsend. Yeah, look, for me, I want to, I'll give you one here, Sally. And for me, I'm going to have to go with the Browns. Look, like I said before previously, <laughs> I'm a Browns fan. Where There's so much hype surrounding this team. And obviously with OBJ, wherever he goes, there's hype. As I said, we've got a lot of weapons on this team. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be in the playoffs. We've underachieved the last few years. Yeah, we've improved, I guess, two years ago. But last year, we, we did not do anything in regards to where we expected to be. This year, we've got all the weapons, and this is the year we need to make the playoffs. Copes? Uh, look, there's a really obvious one, and that's the Bucks. I think that's not going to be a surprise, but I think they're going to be the big movers. Um, the one that I'll pick out will be the Giants. I actually think I liked what their young offense looked like last year, and Saquon is an absolute superstar. So I think it really just revolves around health. Um, they upgraded on their offensive line and on defense in the draft and in free agency. So, yeah, I like what they've done this offseason and, and their young pieces. What about you, Dickie? Uh, I'm going to go to Cowboys. Look, I think they um, the quarterback situation is obviously a, a big one, but they've signed plenty of good pieces of that puzzle. Um, Dak Prescott will be the quarterback there. Um, he will have signed a brand-new contract, and he'll be – really, really hell-bent on getting his side um, into the playoffs. So the Cowboys would be the one to jump in for me. I'm going the Colts, boys. I think Philip Rivers going down there with no uh, DeAndre Hopkins with, you know, talking... I know Tennessee, they were a bit of a flash in the pan last year. 
Derek Henry, can they get it done again? Can Tannehill get it done with a big contract? I think the Pillot Rivers goes down there to a probably easier division uh, and comes away maybe gunslinging and gets them into the playoffs. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. You can go on and have a look at all those odds, topsport.com.au. And as we do wrap up the show uh, with another fan, we've got another fan question here, boys, or do you want to keep going? Yeah, go on. Okay, uh, the, the big game for me has to be Thanksgiving game between my Steelers and Ravens. Will Lamar Jackson be able to pick up his form from last year and will Big Ben be better after a season off? The Steelers base their whole draft around him and so they think he'll be good. That's from the PMP, the Port Mac Pearl. Yeah, look, I, I think it's a big year for Ben. You know, Ben's not getting any younger and he's had a season off. He should be fresh, ready to go. Um, and Lamar Jackson, you know, he's arguably coming off one of the best seasons for a rookie quarterback or a sophomore quarterback that there's been. You know, he's shown what he can do with his legs. Um, his accuracy was was there most of the year. Um, but it's going to be a, a massive game. You know, division rivals, uh, the Ravens and Steelers, you know, chuck the Browns in there. It's a, it's a strong, tough division and also the Bengals as well. So, Look, I think it's going to be a big game. But for me, I think the Ravens will, will come over the top of the Steelers. Coach, Hang on. Have you, have you seen him? Have you boys actually big seen ben, Big Ben? Big Ben, lately? yes. Hey, I'm surprised he said that. <laughs> big Ben, I'm, I'm surprised he's still alive. I thought he was going to be airlifted out one of those big... Uh, on uh, Grey's Anatomy, you know, they come in with the big heavy <laughs> bed and they lift him out and... I thought he honestly, I thought he might have died in the off season, Big Ben. Boys, uh, actually, you're talking about me having no hair. I tell you what, he's got hair everywhere at the moment. And he's paid, what's he beard. paid, Copes? About twenty five million a year. He's an elite athlete over there. Boys, I actually yeah. saw a quote from Big Ben in the off season and said there wasn't much training, but there was plenty of drinking beer. So, if you oh, said he might, you can tell. <laughs> at least he's honest about it. All of our Australian athletes in this country just say, "Oh yeah." Been training house now. <laughs> oh, mate, 25 million to drink beer. Please sign me back up. Uh, we'll finish up. The last one is uh, Handido Brigande, I guess, or at Hound 55. Uh, Copes, this is for you. At, uh, earlier this week, CJ Mosley said it would be a crazy move for the Jets to trade star safety Jamal Adams. So, which month does he leave and what team does he go to? <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, look, it's very like the Jets to make silly moves. Uh, and Adam Gase in particular, he just seems mm. to find ways to stuff things up. Um, and Lev Bell, who was, when he played for the Steelers alongside Big Ben, looked like the best player on earth. Uh, and all of a sudden last year, he couldn't get through the, <laughs> couldn't get through the line. Uh, so look, I reckon they exercised his uh, contract and I think he's there to stay. But just it'd be funny to see him walk out of town. And we had a couple of extra responses on that one. Uh, saying, yeah, we'd happily take him in Miami and a few other places. I reckon every team in the league would be lined up for Jamal Adams. He's a gun. Yeah, definitely. It'd be interesting to see, uh, especially the Jets. They, they always seem to get in their own way. Maybe he ends up at the Cowboys. They're going to sign everyone else. Uh, I've been a little bit <laughs> under the weather tonight, boys, so I appreciate your patience. Uh, before we go, last week, uh, Nick Davis tipped uh, on topsport.com.au. He got the best odds. He got a $5 bump up. For Aaron Rodgers to win the MVP went from 26 to 31. So Tristan and the boys have said, whatever you boys come up with this year, whatever crazy bets you want to come up with, uh, we can we can make it work. So uh, we did have the head-to-head of Miami versus the Jets in the most wins this year. Chad Townsend, who is your MVP this year? Yeah, look, the MVP this year is Russell Wilson. Look, Russell has always uh, produced with... 
I guess, you know, subpar standard receivers. You know, as Dickie mentioned at the start of the show, he, he signed a big contract and probably has taken a lot of the money, but he's still been able to reduce. I think, you know, guys like Tyler Lockett, you know, DK Metcalf, they're undervalued, but they, they still do the job. Tyler Lockett is his man. Um, I think, you know, if the Seahawks have a good season, Russell Wilson is up there, you know, as a potential MVP candidate. And I think if the Seahawks go well, look at Russ to win the MVP. Yeah, so Russell Wilson, uh, Chad will cut that up, that video up, and you'll get the odds from topsport.com.au. So make sure you log on, boys. Thanks for another episode. Move at Moving the Chain, social media. Uh, keep an eye out. We're on Instagram now. Uh, thanks to Chad Townsend, who's the master of all social media. Uh, everyone look after each other. Stay healthy, and we'll see you next week.